welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Austen. With me, as always, is Lauren. Lauren. God, fuck you, Lauren. And Steven. Yo. Hey, Steven. Uh, Steven, well, thanks once again for uh, not being the, the insolent one of, uh, of Listen, our, I gotta, our trio here. I gotta stretch my bits out on a long enough timeline so that uh, you get caught off guard and... Not me. Constant war. Eternal war against <laughs> yes. all yes. odds, which includes podcast Constant power moves. Yeah. Uh, and we have a guest today. Uh, I guess I'm really excited about. They do the mental health, and that's H-E-L-L-T-H, health newsletter, uh, and also uh, the author of How to Kill a City and The Case Against Free Speech. It is uh, Bon Vivant and Mets fan, P.E. Moskowitz. How's it going, P.E.? Hi, uh, going pretty well. Happy that the Mets won thirteen to three last night. So, yeah. hell yeah! God, why are are we just a fucking Mets podcast now? What is this? Sorry. It really, I think the problem is that we're podcasters, and everyone with a podcast lives in New York City, mm. except mm. us. None of us do. <laughs> they're they're just constant main characters, like. Uh, they, they, I don't know, can't really help it, especially, yeah, we're in, we're living in Steve Cohen's world now. Like, we, we just can't help it. He is kind of the uh, Elon Musk of baseball Twitter. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that, that, that seems, re- that seems pretty accurate. Um, he, you know, will occasionally fuck up his own financials, uh, just yeah. to, like, fire off a couple tweets. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Just getting, like, a couple, like, weak replies to someone with 30 followers is gonna go... Oh my god, yeah. it's Uncle Stevie! <laughs> yeah, and for all the like, pro- like you know, scandals around Elon Musk's company, though, I don't think he has a um, forced feminization scandal at any of his, <laughs> like there was for uh, <laughs> for Steve Cohen. Uh, you wait, can Google that one for wait, the people. Really? I think yes. we're going to need to talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about that because my my memory of that is hazy. And one of his like financial firms or something, one of like the brokers got in trouble because he was like forcing one of his like little hirelings to like take estrogen and like suck his dick to try to make what he called the um like the perfect broker that would be a combination of all the best traits of male and female holy shit (laughs) some people truly do get to live the dream yeah it it like it read like you know something straight out of like old trans like fiction from like the early 2000s it was it's like it's truly insane i mean that's why the mets are good this year because they're on the same regimen as far as i understand <laughs> there you go yeah they're all gonna have the the mrs met ass Met <laughs> metstrogen yeah the metstrogen <laughs> during that first six months glow up period yeah that makes sense <laughs> okay so yeah we obviously will be talking Mets here so uh so pe i i i think um a lot of people probably wouldn't associate you with with baseball, but like, yeah, you, we we talked a little bit, and yeah, and you're you're like you're a huge Mets fan. Lunch, can you kind of tell us about your uh, your relationship with baseball? Like, you know, how far it goes back with you? And so, my family has always like been Mets fans, but kind of like ambiently, like never really watched the games. I would like go to a few games when I was like four or whatever and I always cry when sure. the planes would fly overhead from LaGuardia because they scared me. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then I just kind of like, you know, paid attention if they were doing well but never really watched games. And then I guess, I don't know if this is common during the pandemic, but 
something happened where baseball just became like the most comforting thing to me. And I watched probably like three quarters of all Mets games last year. Um, and, uh, just like fell in love with it. And, uh, the like ambient interest became an acute interest. And now I just like, I just love baseball now. It's really weird. I never, I don't know why I'm here. Like, I don't know how I got here. Um, but it's like the, (laughs) it literally feels like it's like a, I don't know the way people fall in love with like meditation or yoga or something. I like feel like the baseball is like my life practice where like it calms me down and centers me. And I don't know. Yeah, I love it. I think that makes a lot of sense. Like that really tracks with like my own kind of growing uh, experience with baseball. Like my dad was a big fan, but I, and I went to games. I followed like the Sammy Sosa, uh, Mark McGuire chase, like everyone did, but I didn't really, wasn't really super into it until Really, I started transitioning uh, at like 26, 27, um, where it was like, yeah, I didn't really know anybody in New City. I was pretty unhappy in a bunch of different ways and going through this weird life change. And it was like going to baseball games, watching a lot of Dodger games and Diamondback games on uh, MLB TV. It was like it was something uh, normal to focus on that that was like uh, uh, consistently always going to be the same thing. something I could care about without having to care about something that's important. Exactly, Uh, yeah, a really good place to just like deep dive into. I think the meditation comparison is really interesting in that regard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's so weird because I feel like I'm like, oh my God, I've discovered this like huge secret. And it's like a secret that like 90% of Americans already know, which is that like sports are cool and fun and like <laughs> <laughs> nice to pay attention to. I don't know. But yeah, I think that the fact that it's not important, I mean, people would argue with that, but the fact that it's like doesn't actually like, you know, like no one is like losing healthcare because like the Mets lost or whatever. Um, Like I think having something to pay attention to that has no actual real world stakes, like just, it feels, I don't know. It feels very cathartic. And I do think there, there is something cause like I, yeah. Transitioning to maybe I just like couldn't access sports in the same way or something beforehand or something, but all of a sudden it feels like, just like very cool and fun to pay attention to sports and it doesn't give me like weird dysphoria or whatever. So that's a plus. Sure. No, that's totally part of it. Yeah. Like I, 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 I walked away from like very masculine hobbies when I was a kid because I, it did maybe uncomfortable to associate uh, with them in, in certain ways. When I was approaching it from the other side, when it wasn't something bros were into, uh, it, it made it a lot easier to um, let myself get into it. There was actually last year there at there was like a pride event um, at uh, City Field and uh, it was mostly mostly butch lesbians. But then um, me and a bunch of my like trans and gay friends and uh, it was like sponsored by or they were like awarding something to Callan Lord, which is like the big pharmacy here that gives everyone their estrogen. So it was like this really funny <laughs> juxtaposition of like. Like City Field, Mets, and then like at equally large on the Jumbotron or whatever, Callan Lord. Like, and I was like, wait, this is such a weird crossover episode. So the Mets were promoting estrogen before Steve Cohen bought them? <laughs> How deep does this go? <laughs> I, I think it's been really cool, like, finding a lot of other like queer people that are really into this stuff because, like, like Lauren is talking about walking away from these, these things when you're younger, like, you know, I had plenty of dysphoria and stuff when I was a kid and I liked baseball, but like as I got older, it became more of this, like playing baseball, it became way more of this like 
uh, macho masculine thing that I just like hated being around those those kids. Like I could already see that stuff developing, and like I it's a big reason that I stopped playing the game, which is really too bad. But like I don't know, we we have this going. We have tons of other you know of our of our friends that we do that with. I you know I go to baseball baseball games with the queer people all the time. And I was at a party the other night uh, where like me and a bunch of other trans women were like standing around a bonfire talking about baseball and like the Mets and stuff for like 45 minutes it was great like it was it's I don't know it's it is like a very very comforting thing to like I don't know find other people like us (laughs) that that are into it yeah yeah I wouldn't even I wouldn't be a fan if I didn't have like all of that around me because like I grew up I grew up also like kind of resisting sports because you know i was gay and i i just perceived it as not for me so i never bothered with it then you know the phillies cursed me by winning the world series and <laughs> pick it peaking my interest and then i found a community of people online that were like that ended up being my close turning into my close friends and now it's like the thing that kind of binds us all together um i found a bunch of queer people who like baseball so that's like keeping me in that's making that's like grounding me in a way like if i didn't have like if i didn't find other baseball queers i probably wouldn't have kept on as long as i did right because like i i rode the phillies wave into the crash and then like when when the phillies got bad my reaction wasn't okay I'm going to stop paying attention to baseball. My reaction was, okay, time to pay attention to other baseball teams that are fun, which is right. a truly like, that's when you know you're, you're fucked, right? Like that's when you know that the <laughs> sport has you. And now I, and I listen the past couple of years, I've been trying to get out, but this fucking <laughs> podcast and I can't get out. Keep reeling you back in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's also just, like, really fun to baseball pill your, like, trans and queer friends, too. Like, I've like yeah. there's so many times where people are like, oh, whatever, like, you talk about baseball too much, which is probably true. But then, like, you know, you'll be like, come to a game, like, I swear it's really fun, and they'll be, like, fine, and reluctantly come, and then all of a sudden they're, like, sending you, like, Mets memes or, like, pictures of, like, the hot pitcher or whatever, and, like, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know, it's fun to, like, reel them in. It, it really does happen, too. Oh, yeah. 100%, yeah. In a few weekends, I'm taking my uh, trans friend and his husband to a Phillies game, and I am so excited to see how they engage with it. Because, like, they're, like, they're aware of sports. They've watched sports. Like, it's not like they're completely foreign to the concept or whatever, but just exposing them to that environment and how I get when I'm in that environment is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward <laughs> <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I do think it's important to note and remember always that I will take the catering too. I will take the pandering. I will go to the pride night game and take mm-hmm. the shirt, but it is the people. Yeah. Not like the goofy pride, uh, uh advertisements. I, um, marketing campaigns because I am, uh, ADHD rattled and, put everything off i waited too long to get the phillies pride night tickets and they sold out so i can still go to the game but i won't be getting the giveaway which is like eh, it's fine 
And at first I was like, oh no. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, what the fuck do you, yeah. Okay. I'm going because all of my queer friends are going to that game. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, you're not yeah. going to get like the tank top or whatever. What is it though? No, it's a, it's a hooded t-shirt and it's black. Oh God. It's black with a Phillies logo on the front and the inside of the hood is rainbow. Oh, that, that actually sounds pretty good. It, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it is. Yeah. The, it is the best looking pride giveaway they've had in quite a while. I gotta look at the. From last year's Pride game, I have, like, yeah, it's, like, a Mets t-shirt, and it has, like, the the gay and trans flag on it, and I was like, wow, this is so cool, and then you, like, turn it over, and on the back is, like, a humongous Citibank logo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Philly's Pride Night is sponsored Perfect. by Giant. Nice. I gotta look up what the Nationals uh, Pride merch is this year. Last year was god-awful. Uh... The Twins ones have been pretty bad, historically, <laughs> yeah. It looks like they haven't announced it yet. I like the little pins that we got, Steven, though. Those I still, I have that hanging up right here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I actually just hung mine up today. I only have three, but I, I uh, got a little thing to hang it from. Hang them from, finally. Um, I got a... Anyway, that's all That's all of the, the merch we buy into, even as I say it's all about... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are Americans, after all. Yeah. Like, it's it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What do we... How do we feel about the... Um... Uh, the Dodgers and the Giants wearing pride hats during their pride night. Anybody see this? I did not see that, but uh, yeah, okay. Mm. I'm okay with like them having to actually do something. That's fun. Yeah. Who was it? There was a there was a former player. Who the fuck was it? Was complaining on Twitter about it. I think it was Lenny Dykstra. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was loudly complaining about. Just having to do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the wokeness run amok or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's how I learned it was happening. <laughs> oh I think God. the compromise here, I think they can actually make this work for both sides here, uh, is to not have them wear the pride flag hat, have them wear the pride camo hat. Because <laughs> then, you're, then you're getting both. So, okay, I'm picturing a hat. It is, the, the hat itself is camouflage. The yeah. San Francisco slash... The, the giant slash Dodgers logo inside is, inside of yeah. it is rainbow. Is that what we're yes. thinking? I well, I was thinking the camouflage itself is a digital camo that's uh, like mm. pink and blue and white. Ooh, I that like actually that. sounds kind of cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I did it again. <laughs> I, like, I made it better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to support the military, but that sounds kind of cool but but it's like yeah kind of kind of yeah. cool though. we have plenty of our own reasons to hide that's fine yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then you can just like blend in with trans flags wherever you go you know no one will <laughs> no one will see you uh so you you haven't been like really into baseball for for very long here but have you developed the keen sense of rivalry with and hatred for the other nl east teams like um, you know, like a Mets fan or an NL East, you know, a fan of an NL East team should like, have you like, like, are you, are you, are you pissed off at the Braves constantly or, or the Phillies constantly? Honestly, maybe this makes me a bad fan, but not really. I feel like I just like seeing, like I comfort myself when one team loses. Cause it makes me sad that like it made the other team happy, <laughs> which I remember my mom, like saying that as a kid, like watching a baseball game where she was just like. She was like, I feel so sad for them, but it, like at least the other guys are happy or whatever. And I still feel that way. Where like watching the Braves do really well last year, I you know I obviously wished it was the Mets, but I was like, you know, good for them. And 
I don't know. The only team I really feel hatred for is the Yankees. And the yeah. I yeah. <laughs> saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that has you're less in, to... You're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that has less to do with rivalry and more with me, like, probably unfairly projecting everything bad about New York City and the people that live in it uh, onto that team. So uh, I don't know that if that's fair That is unfair. Or not, but... I also do that. <laughs> it's really part of like the American character at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I also just think like, I would just associate Yankees with like wall street dudes. And like, I don't, I imagine that like you automatically get like gay bashed if you go to a Yankees game for some reason. Whereas like in my mind, like city field is like welcomes you with open arms and it's like, thank you for being transgender. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Metstrogen. Metstrogen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, actually, they stopped doing the automatic gay bashing policy uh, when they opened New Yankee Stadium. Now they just double the cost of seltzers. Mm. <laughs> a, a, a much more insidious form of homophobia, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will definitely um, be talking more about Yankees fans uh, on the Patreon side. Um, so make sure that if you're not already, go to uh, patreon.com slash batting around. Uh, and we will be we'll be talking about them more there. Cool. Well, okay. So let's 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 get uh, real podcasty here. Uh, so, like, who who are your guys? Who have you, have you found like uh, your your like favorite Mets players yet? Like, I... who who have you become like overly attached to? Like a like a good baseball fan should be. Francisco Lindor is like in my mind my boyfriend there just because he's there like so hot and just like that smirk and his like dyed blue hair and uh, he's just like he's got so it dreamy. all really. Yeah, he's so dreamy. Mm-hmm. He's got it all except a high batting average right now, which I shouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good company there, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I've been uh, swayed a little bit by Jeff McNeil, the squirrel, uh, the squirrel man, uh, okay. because I feel like he's just like one of those players who's just like really happy to be playing baseball and is always just like smiling. Like when he hit a home run last night, he was just like doing this little like gay little dance where he was like pumping his arms up and down as he like ran to home plate. And I was just like, oh, you're like cute. Like you're nerdy. And I don't know. I just feel like you don't have any of the like machismo that kind of turns me off of some of the other. Tell players. me, tell me about the squirrel man thing. Oh, he just looks like a squirrel. Um, oh, okay. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if there was a story there or wait, not. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't there a thing last year with like him and Francisco Lindor? Like it's like sounded like they're getting into a fight, and they said like, "No, there was just a squirrel in the oh. back in the hallway of the clubhouse." <laughs> yeah, was that last yeah. year? Oh, wait. Oh, that's oh right. yeah. And then they like that might have been twenty twenty. And then did Pete Alonso like make it up or something? Or was that yeah, a different I'm pretty event? sure it was just total bullshit. Like yeah. they were just like they, they had some minor argument. And they just didn't want to tell the media about it. They just wanted to be okay. like, "No, it was a squirrel." Okay. I think it's something yeah. like that. Yeah. But then a rat. Ran, also... When the rat ran onto the field this year, they like I think Jeff McNeil was like, "This time the rat was real. We didn't make it up." So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a rat. That's right, a rat. Whatever, rat squirrel. Same thing. I'm I'm okay. sad that I'm sad that the Mets have um, Mark Kenna because I. I really, really enjoyed him when he was an A, back when I followed the A's. I thought I saw you off a pretty good start to the season, too. I think yeah, I, I don't know how he's been lately, but I know that he started the season good. And, yeah. He just posts about food on Instagram. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> we should at some point do a deep dive into, like, players' Instagram accounts and what they're doing. Like, 
I always remember Howie Kendrick was interesting to me because he was a Rolex guy and also a Leica camera guy. Oh, Those were his yeah. things on Instagram. I think the way that you can also really find out a lot about players is um, their wives' Instagrams. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I that love is, doing that. That is, that is the real way that you find out <laughs> friend of, <laughs> what friend of the pr- Friend of the pod, Jeremy Koo, uh, has that market cornered. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. I also really Jeremy. like scrolling through their twitter likes um to like like every time i like develop some attachment to a player that's a dangerous game yeah i'm like is he like a crazy (laughs) trump supporter is he like i don't know is there anything that i can find that like allows me to imagine in my head that he's like a good person (laughs) and like um usually it's just like oh this dude is really into sports every single like is like someone dunking a basketball or doing something sports related or whatever um but i did see i think on canna's uh likes he like liked a bunch of pride night related tweets so i was like ally yeah yeah he's 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 one of the libs (laughs) one of the like five Nice. That's 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 about the best you can you can hope for. Like, oh yeah, you know, Doolittle do is the the uh, mega mega outlier. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> like, there's not a lot of Doolittles out there. Um, no, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why I love Reese Hoskins so much is because I know that he's pretty decent. And like I know, like Scherzer is like a union man, but yeah, I don't sure, know anything about oh, hardcore. That. And he adopted a bunch of pit bulls, so I like that too. But. <laughs> And I think it was uh, finding Zach Granke's uh, secret Twitter account years ago. It's long since inactive. And going through his likes and be like, okay, yeah, he's, he's like a like a fading, like, boat blue no matter who kind of guy. I can I can live with that. That's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. bar is that's, in a way different okay. location for professional athletes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I was watching that show on, like, HBO about the Lakers in the 80s or whatever. Um, yeah yeah showtime I think. yeah yeah and yeah the bar is much lower now like there was like actual politics happening in sports back then and like you know people were making statements and now it's i feel like especially baseball is like very unpolitical like you don't really but they also just don't have as big of a platform like i noticed that like the only commercials you see them doing are like for like Long Island Tire Depot or whatever. Like you don't, they don't really like get to do like the subway ads or like the, you know, Ford ads or whatever national brand. So maybe they just don't have a big enough platform or something. Yeah. Mike Trout for pretzels or Byron Buxton <laughs> for Sheboygan hot dogs, that sort of stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. about all you get. Well, now they're doing, uh, is it Dairy Queen? I think I saw that. Did a bunch of pl- I, I think a bunch of players just did something for Dairy Queen, <laughs> or if, if by a bunch of players I mean Bryce Harper, <laughs> the, the the really important one to Steven, Yeah, listen, yeah. I think I think Bryce Harper maybe has never had ice cream nicer than Dairy Queen. Like I don't I don't see him as a <laughs> guy going that. out for gelato. Like I, I think he's he knows his Dairy Queen <laughs> order and he's very happy with it. Like maybe on like as a special treat he'll hit up like th- like Baskin Robbins, try some of those thirty one flavors. But most of the time, Dairy Queen always knows what he's getting. Right. <laughs> well, he's from he's from the Las Vegas suburbs, right? So did he even have access to non-chain ice cream? Yeah, man, they got pretty good food in Las Vegas. They do ice cream pretty good in those casinos. <laughs> oh, right, the casinos. <laughs> no, Las Vegas, the food scene is supposed to be pretty weird. It's like a lot of stuff, like really high-end stuff, a lot of really cool like hole-in-the-wall immigrant stuff, and then like... Every single chain operates there for nebulous, weird uh, test demo re- uh, regions. 
That's getting into my fast food hobby horse. We don't need to go too far. <laughs> I was interested. Well, I was like, keep going. Yeah, we'll have that spinoff podcast sometime <laughs> with Lauren. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, for- I forgot who I was on a podcast with. I apologize for making fun of a desert city. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, should we get in the mailbag here? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Stellini tweets, our friend Nick here. Uh, we already covered this, but uh, I can't just throw out Nick's question. Who is the most handsome Met? It's Francisco Lindor. It's Francisco Lindor. Yeah, I think it's Francisco Lindor. The smile, all of it, yeah. Yeah, I'm blanking on any others. Uh, DeGrom's cute. Yeah, with the long hair, he was cute. And... Scherzer, yeah. Scherzer's hot, but like in that way where there's a level of danger there. Right, exactly. I won't get too graphic, but uh, Scherzer... Sometimes I just, like, look at his, like, dichromatic eyes and, like, his crazy, like, angry face. And I'm just, like, I want you to be angry to me, Max Scherzer. Like. Yeah, yeah. My, I, I believe I have covered on the podcast before that my type, one of my many types, is um guy that looks like he would hate cry me, but wouldn't. Right. <laughs> but mm-hmm, looks like mm-hmm. he would. Yes. And mm-hmm. that is Max Scherzer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'll only add to this that, uh, you know, we, since we are basically a Mets podcast at this point, Stephen Cohen, if you want to give us, let's say, $13,000 a month on the Patreon, I will say that you're the hottest looking man. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign on to that. I'm not above that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, pay pay my bills, uh, Daddy Steve, and I'll, I'll say whatever you want. Okay, here's one from at Danger Bigfoot. Is it so bad that I want Mr. Met to have a mustache like the Pringles guy? And Danger Bigfoot, um, the mascot you seek is called Mr. Redlegs. Another great, an, another great mascot who just like is like, ha- there's one difference between them, and it's that it's yeah. like a, it's like the difference between like a 23 year old and a 25 year old uh, guy. Like he just like <laughs> had the ability finally. Mr. Redlegs also has the like absolutely insane eyes though too. Oh, the eyes are the best part. Yeah. yeah, it's not just the mustache. I mean, the mustache does go a long way to, like, making him look completely unhinged, but, like, it's the eyes, too. Well, I was just going to say, I think Mr. Met with a mustache would uh, look kind of creepy. Like, no offense to people with mustaches, but I don't know. There would just be something, like, a little too manly, sexual about him. Like, he, oh, he would, like, cross the uncanny valley in some way. I know that this question specifically mentions the Pringles guy, and that is the exact mustache that Mr. Redlegs has. But if Mr. Met were to debut a mustache, it would have to be different than Mr. Redlegs' mustache in order to, like, differentiate the two. So can we see Mr. Met rocking a John Waters mustache? Or how about just, like, a Tom of Finland, like, big mustache? Oh, with no, the handlebars, like, going... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, he, with, a, with a face that round, he needs the full-on, like, Smash Mouth All-Star music video chin strap beard. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh yes. Yeah. See, it's, like, I just don't think that his smile goes with a mustache very well. No. It's, it's very boyish. Thing. That's also true of a lot of guys, though. That's true. That, that is true. true. That's true. <laughs> Like they shave it off, and you're like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, you went from being like like a, a, a cool guy to an accountant instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that weird picture of like how um, Mr. Met can take his hat off when uh, they when they do the uh, the anthem? What? No. Yeah, like he can like take his hat off. How does he and reach he, like, it? Holds it over his. I don't know. 
But it's bizarre. I even have my Mets hat right here. But like, it's very weird, like seeing him like holding the Mets hat like <laughs> over his chest and like just the perfectly round head. Then after, that I don't feels like it. Sacrilegious. It's like that scary yeah. story, like about like the girl with the red ribbon who like she if she takes it off and like her head falls off. I feel like that would happen yeah. to Mister Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All this time yeah. too, I thought he was like pro- like doing a silent protest. Mister Matt is no longer a comrade. No. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Also, a side note is just I'm obsessed with, like, the Mr. and Mrs. Met, like, lore because she, like, disappeared for 10 years. And, like, on the Wikipedia page, it's, like, she was focusing on her career as a florist. And then she came back. What? And I'm, like, what was going on during those 10 years? I'm going to need to dive into this Mr. and Mrs. Met lore because I know... There's fanatic lore, you know. There's lots of fanatic lore. Yeah. Also, didn't we talk on a previous episode about... The Mets and the Red Legs is swinging. <laughs> I th- probably. Yeah, I don't remember that, it, but like that sounds right. We've been doing this for like almost seventy episodes. There's no way we haven't talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> Another Mets fan here at Fred from Hans. Uh, Fred from Honolulu, my friend. Um, who should play Mike Piazza in a reverse Ted Lasso show of his failed ownership slash bankruptcy of a century old third tier Italian football club? <laughs> Fascinating he- question. Yeah. That sounds like a much better show than than Ted Lasso, honestly. It sounds like a much better show. I think it could be um, a Danny McBride, Jody Hill show. Yeah, that sounds about right. The only other guy I really had in mind is I think if it was like more of a uh, like drama oriented, I think Vince Vaughn could pull it off. Oh, sure. 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 That'd be good. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Good question, Fred. Thank you. All right, we've kind of touched on this in a couple of the previous ones. Uh, At Hotline Marty, I'm sure you've talked about this before, but how do you all choose to engage or not engage with all the nationalism in live baseball games? All the flag and troop worship weirds me out, but the coward in me doesn't want to provoke morons in the stands and ruin my time at the game. Um, I think, uh, I know I've talked to Steven about this, about our strategies at the stadium for this sort of stuff, or how bold we're willing to be about it. Um, we're both big fans of getting concessions or going to the bathroom yeah. uh, during the um, uh, during the anthem. Um, I also just I don't know. I'll just kind of I don't I don't usually go and sit in my seats either, um, which helps a lot. So I don't have to like bother making some, you know, like you know they're just like oh i'm standing up or whatever or like oh i'm making a i'm doing a little one one woman protest and sitting down during it or anything like that yeah. um but it but the but but we've talked about it before the baller move is to um stand up during take me out to the ball game and oh, yeah. sit down during <laughs> god bless america I, I i must have said this on the podcast before but yeah. i I was at a game with friends where we did that and the lady in front of us made a snide remark at us it was really fun. But I don't know. There, there are different layers to the level of discomfort I feel when disrespecting the flag. Because, like, mm-hmm. God Bless America so- somehow just doesn't feel like a big deal to sit during. Whereas the anthem feels like more of a big deal to sit down during. And I think the biggest one, the one that's... The one that's made me the most uncomfortable not to participate in, just, like, from all the eyes around me is whenever they do the bullshit hometown heroes salute this troop of the game guy who changes at third base or whatever like that 
that happened at a game I went to recently, and I I stood still, and it, it made me very uncomfortable because I know a few people like were like glancing over at us, but I was like, no, fuck you. Um, Does every team do that? I don't think they. I think most. I haven't of, seen that one. I've seen it at a Mets game. When the D backs do it, it's usually later in the game, so like most people are too drunk to stand, so it, it uh, <laughs> doesn't really feel as dangerous in that scenario. Those drunken slobs out in the desert <laughs> can't can't even bother being jingoistic here. Sorry, one of the cheapest beers in MLB. They're going to take advantage of it. Absolutely, God bless them for there. it. But yeah, the, yeah. the move the move is to be in the bathroom for the anthem. I always yeah. That's that's what I try to do. I'm I'm usually in the beer line, and it's always yes. like I'm okay. I'm going to turn around and face where the flag might be. Yeah, and do nothing else. Or it's just like I'm I'm uh, up in the bar up in left field at Target Field and I'm leaning against the railing and I just don't do anything differently. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no getting around any of this shit. It's it's very entwined with it earlier when we we're saying like, you know, oh whatever. There's not much politics. It's in this stuff in the baseball. It's like yeah, no, there is. There's this, <laughs> like right. obviously, but I mean, there's no really there's no getting around you it. Get a new, it's, it's, it's just fucking American sports. We get a new camo hat every month for whatever yeah. fucking true holiday we want to have. Right, right. I don't yeah. know about you, but I bring an American flag to burn every game I go to. Actually, <laughs> now there's a power move. That that is allowed at City Field. Like you can do it. You can do it there. You can't do it at Yankee Stadium. But um, yeah. But you are you're required to um, pop your Metstrogen and uh, burn the American flag when you go see the Mets. Yeah. Okay. I'll never forget. Um, I went to a Memorial Day game um, a few years ago at this point, and it was the only time I've ever been on the jumbotron. Because the people mm. directly behind me were visiting from England, and they all had their faces painted with the Union Jack, and they had a giant Union Jack that they were waving. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fucking weird. And it's like, disrespecting America, cool, with the flag of the United Kingdom, extremely uncool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. That really sucks. Another friend of ours at B Wags, Bobby Wagner. In what month will the Phillies break Steven? Why even bother asking this question? It's September. It's always <laughs> September. Like, the answer is never not going to be September. Because, okay. what, they're hovering around 500 now. They're going to yeah. do their thing where they have a really great week, and then they're going to do the thing where they have a really terrible week, and then in September, the bottom's going to fall out. So. Stay tuned for how fun I'm going to be on Twitter for that month. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Ziggy Stardingus on Discord. Do you think there's anyone who regrets rejecting a qualifying offer as much as Michael Conforto right now? Um, I don't see how anybody could because he is not signed to a team right now and he's just sitting out injured. Yeah, that's got to be like, I, I, I don't want to judge too much on like the human misery scale, but that's about as yeah. far up there as a baseball player can probably get. Really sucks. He is like an okay. anti-vax crazy person, but so that makes yeah, oh, that's that a softens the blow for okay, me. Okay, I care a little less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Speaking of, do you want to do? No, that? Good. we're gonna do that Patreon side. Oh, okay, cool. Player to be shamed later is gonna be on the Patreon side. Got it. Okay. Uh, then who will make the playoffs first? The Orioles, the Pirates, or the Reds? Ella, I'm gonna say of those three teams, 
the Reds are the most complete right now, but I'm feeling the Adley Rutschman fever a little bit. Uh, they yeah. took three, uh, four of their last five, I believe, as of the time we were recording, and uh, against the Yankees in a pretty good race team. So, um, yeah, I think they're still going to be, like, optimistically a 500 team, but uh, two or three years down the line, who knows? Yeah, I think that the, um, like you said, the Reds are the most complete team right now. But I think that the uh, Reds' ownership is like mm. defiant yeah. in um, how bad they're making that team. Yeah, and the the Orioles or the Pirates have a better chance of just like, um, you know, having some sort of movie plot happen where they um, where they are uh, beloved underdogs who make the playoffs. This could also uh, realize this question could also be like. America no longer is no longer able to function as a country uh, well before any of them get even oh, God, yeah, playoffs. Oh, God, yeah, that's... that's <laughs> like, I'm not being a doomer. I'm legit, talking like 2050, 2060. Likely. Baseball yeah. will be over before any of them <laughs> make the playoffs. But I don't know. I think yeah. the Orioles have such a have t- such tough competition in their division to climb over, whereas like the NL Central is yeah. the NL Central, so I could easily see... The Pir- I could see the Orioles being the better team and not making it, and the Pirates making it just uh, by, like, who their competition is. I don't see any scenario where all three of those teams are, are even two of those teams are good at the same time ever again. <laughs> yeah. That question, by the way, was from uh, Quanpild, one of our power posters on the Discord. Um, shout out to everyone on the Discord. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, Art Enjoyer Six. It's my friend Olivia, a uh, another queer person that I have brought to baseball games and gotten into baseball. Since I'm following an MLB team for the first time this season, and said te- see, uh, and said team is doing well, how do I steal myself before the inevitable first heartbreak? And she's talking about the Twins, um, <laughs> so that that will happen. Don't. How do I prepare for the losing streak or brutal playoff loss? Feel your feelings. Yes, absolutely. I think it's like any relationship. It's like, you know, nothing is forever. You you have to realize that that loss is part of love, you know, and that without loss, love means less. Um, exactly. But also to give a less uh, corny answer, like find another team to like that yes. uh, you can like switch to. I think that's what I did last year where like even I don't know why I think it was because of the dancing on my own thing with the Red Sox I like uh, mm-hmm. became very obsessed with them when the Mets started doing really terribly so I just like kind of transferred over all my feelings from the Mets to the Red Sox and that that worked I feel like temporarily. I was also very very charmed by that um, with the Red Sox because I um, I absolutely love Robin uh, but then I found out that they were doing a Ted Lasso thing. <laughs> Oh, really? And that's what that's from. Yes. Oh, no. That's so disappointing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to break your heart there, <laughs> me, but Yeah, it's, I'm sorry, but it's true. Damn. Um, but, that, so, yeah. but I mean, Kike Hernandez uh, singing Dancing on My Own, like, uh, it can kind of transcend that, though. It is really wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Great, great advice, as always. Uh, like any relationship, if you're having trouble uh, and it's falling apart, find a side hoe spread spread the love around become poly baseball list and olivia's from new york she could just be a mets fan too (laughs) (laughs) that that will surely be a great strategy nothing Uh, could go wrong with the mets at all this year (laughs) yeah no way no way at veggie battle will the brewers pitching be enough to win the the division i could see the cardinals winning i could see the cardinals winning too but that's just because they're the cardinals 
I mean, we yeah. would say yeah, we would say that all season the Cardinals are a good team and the Brewers pitching is really good, but their offense isn't very good. So we'll see. Right. We did it last year. Where it's just like, are the Cardinals good? We'll have. The, I'm sure we'll do that same episode uh, in August uh, of this year too. Okay. Um, and then last question here at Wessie two eighteen. This one came in via direct message to the to the show's account. Uh, what's it go- what's it got to take to get our small ball slash high batting average slash poor fielder utility guy Luis Arise some love on the show? Um, I mean, he should be getting some love right now. He's doing great. <laughs> like he's let's see. I, I brought up the stuff. He's the he plays. He plays for the Twins, by the way. In case you coastal elites uh, aren't aware. Thank you for that <laughs> clarification. <laughs> um, yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, he's he's doing great. I mean, he oh, has he's like a cutie. A, yeah, he is. He's a cute little guy, and he dances around in the box like uh, Juan Soto does. Oh, love that. Um, he's a very very fun guy to to watch. Um, also, like has like the you know not as good of plate discipline as soda but he's only struck out like i think like eight times or something like all season like yeah great bat great batting average you know like yeah doing great i i do appreciate that steven went to see what he looked like i went to go see what his max says of velocity and barrel percentage was (laughs) yes no not not a not a not a power hitter by any means it is Um, up a little bit but small sample size yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets he gets compared to Rod Carew a lot around here. Um, very, very, very fun guy to watch. Um, like he came in sixth in like rookie of the year voting in twenty nineteen and stuff. He's he's really fun. I like him a lot. Um, okay, cool. And then stick around for the uh, Patreon side of this. We're gonna be talking players to be shamed later. We're gonna talk about bad fan bases. Uh, a lot, a lot of other stuff that. Uh, is uh, in the news in baseball here. So, um, PE, are you going to stick around for a little bit longer? Uh, I can stick around for, yeah, a little bit longer. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so, and if you haven't signed up already, go to patreon.com slash battingaround. Sign up uh, for $5. You can become a slapdick prospect and uh, get the bonus part of this show. All right, we'll see you in a minute.